busy weeks i can't wait to have schedule autonomy like right now (laughs) i have busy weeks that just have to be busy because i just have to work but when i get to the point where i can decide if i'm a work or not when my money right oh it's gonna be glorious glorious i'm gonna i'm gonna be one of them bitches taking like spa vacations like (laughs) fuck the excursions my vacations are gonna be for rest right sleep Sleep. massaging sleeping in dope ass locations floating in in the oceans and shit right sitting by the infinity pool just chilling on the yachts it's coming this summer like instagram has made me realize i want yacht money (laughs) (laughs) just have bad bitches on the yacht (laughs) man i've been wanting yacht money i never wanted like outside is expensive though i forgot these are i wonder if you can lease a yacht (laughs) i'm sure you can but you gotta have hella credit can you airbnb a yacht I mean, probably that's the same shit as renting a yacht for like the day or the weekend. Bruh, I'm trying to get there. I'm trying to live that life. Like, I want the whole family life shit. But if I ever get yacht money before I get a family, hmm. I'm about to be millionaire playboy out here. Hmm. I'll be like, yo, Kendall Cupcake. Holla at your boy. <laughs> okay, then. She get flued out. No, now you finna, you finna start sliding in DMs. And it's just gonna be wholesome shit. And be like, come hang out with me, right? No weird shit. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to look at beautiful women. <laughs> wholesome DM messages, right? You're so gorgeous. I just want to be around you. Nah, that's the funniest part about the. Uh, most people make a burner account to just have sick, just sex shit. Mine's just, oh my god, you're so gorgeous. <laughs> but it's not coming from me. Right. So people don't be like, oh, this weird ass fat nigga trying to get at me. Right. <laughs> it's just uh wholesome. Oh my God, you're so pretty. <laughs> Being pretty much a girl. <laughs> oh lot. Literally me. Right. I'm like this, this is my Kim account. <laughs> what would Kim say if Literally she Literally me. Oh my God! That's you're all so I do pretty. is stand women. <laughs> Period. No sexual attraction. Women just be pretty. I don't understand people that just don't. Can't, women are like, just gorgeous. Acknowledge that, yeah. yeah. Like, who, it's just like when we be joking, be like, everybody likes titties. <laughs> everybody likes titties. <laughs> Babies, grown ass <laughs> men, women. Everybody likes titties. Everybody like a little titty. It's just like we like when people got titties out and gave me like yes titties. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody likes titties. Yeah, I ain't never gonna be mad at a little titty. Never. <laughs> um, I also realized that I have not. Sh- we have not shouted out uh, our uh, LGBTQIA plus people because I accidentally cut that part out because the last episode. We recorded together, 
both of us were going through it like yeah. a motherfucker. <laughs> and it was yeah, it was the very beginning of June. Yeah. And then like we had a whole hour and a half conversation that we didn't use and that's where I shouted everybody out. Oh yeah. I was going to say, I know we shouted them out. Yeah. But it was in the middle of us in two completely different chaoses. Mm. That was a rough one. Mm, mm, That mm, was a hard mm. one to edit, too. So, like, I just did a straight cut. I was like, I know for sure we stopped talking about this stuff here. Mm -hmm. And that's the episode everybody got, Mm -hmm. which unfortunately was me just ranting about crazy shit. (laughs) (laughs) We both ranted. Um, Laura hit me up after that episode and I actually talked to her on uh not FaceTime on IG. Yeah, I saw chat. that. I had um I saw the messages. I don't ever know when you be responding or not, but I saw the the messages and the um <laughs> the IG chat. I was like <laughs> I was like, is she calling me? Not answering. <laughs> Couldn't do it. Sorry, Laura. Just anxiety. And it was like, I was at work this show, like, what's up? <laughs> we talked, you know? I mean, but that's literally how life be going. That's how life be happening. Just like that. Like, you be on a run, on a roll. And then sometimes your shit just slow down. And then sometimes you just have, like, a two-week mental uh, breakdown. <laughs> and you know, you'll get through it. That's the important part. Everybody know, you will get through it. It's going to be tough. And it's going to be scary. But eventually the sun will come out. Also, that little week that it rained every day, that fucked me up. Like, uh, I'm going to say emotionally, mm-hmm. but I'm definitely one of those people that is affected by the weather. Or the uh, the seasons. Like winter is always hard for me. <laughs> I don't think it affected me emotionally so much as it just really... Made me wish that I could sit my ass down at a time where I could not sit my ass down. <laughs> like, I wanted to be lazy, but I could not be lazy. I had way too much time on my hand because with your schedule being busy and then uh, another person in my life schedule being busy, I just had too much time on my hands and idle hands is the devil's playground. And that devil was trying to take me out. <laughs> Satan thought he had me. <laughs> but God. <laughs> so, yeah. So I made it through. Yeah, I'm back. You know what I'm saying? Back like I never left. You know what I'm saying? Back out here. We're going to leave you niggas out here by yourselves for too motherfucking long. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I was always going to return. I was always going to come back to where I started and shit. This is how fucking. I was almost like ready to just start playing like Joe Button mind games and be like, yo, me and Kim had a disagreement. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. I wish you would have. That would have been hilarious. It would have been hilarious. Like, I was like, I didn't have the full, like, I was going through it, but I was like, this would be perfect to just act like me and Kim are out. Yeah. And then just exploit that shit there will be so many people like what is going on what happened what with happened? you guys <laughs> <laughs> I always love the chemistry <laughs> you know she just acting crazy <laughs> <laughs> I told her to sit out a couple episodes <laughs> Kim just being Kim 
Like Kim Kimmin. <laughs> yeah, nah. But nah, I was like, yeah. So like each episode, I was just like, Kim is gonna be bad. <laughs> <laughs> just to kill all speculation. It's like these niggas really like. I was like, it's a couple more episodes of just me. We like, man, we gonna lose all our audience. <laughs> nah, you held it down. Try to. You got the team on your back, bro. I missed you. I ain't even gonna lie though. Yeah, no. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, dang, I haven't been here in so long. It's gonna be so exciting. I was like, Kim's coming over. <laughs> like, I went. I got a haircut earlier. Like, I'm like Tuesdays. I don't be doing shit now. Like, I'm just like, I'm trying to keep steady. Just like, all right, I'm get a haircut on Tuesday. Sundays, I'll like wash clothes and clean up or whatever. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I got my haircut. My barber was a little bit late. It was cool. I ain't got shit to do. Then I went to that uh, that Mexican restaurant behind Romans. Oh, yeah. The supermercado. Yeah, and I didn't because I am uh, an idiot, and I don't know how to read or speak any Spanish. Oh. I walked in. I was like, oh, shit, this is a whole-ass fucking market. Yeah. Yeah, and then I was like looking like I'm such a nerd. I was just looking at the different uh, soft drinks, and I was like, ooh, ooh. And then like I got those, and then I was like, where the fuck is the restaurant? <laughs> and then I had to go around. Well, first I paid for my drinks because like clearly there's not a restaurant here. No, it is. So I went around the side, and I got. Uh, I was like, I want tacos, <laughs> and she was like. Uh, she pointed out in a thing two different places like these are these it's like those with steak them things were busting yeah I always get the birria when I go in there which one what's birria that's the one that comes with the uh, broth that you dip it in oh okay yeah yeah I didn't get that one I was like I know I knew it was gonna be good cause like anytime you go to a restaurant and it's like that, you like this food gonna be busting. That birria does not miss at all, honey. That salsa was hot as fuck though. Oh yeah, it is a little spice. I was like, whoo. You know, I can do a little spice, but I was like, God damn, this shit is strong as fuck. Yeah, I haven't been in there in a while, but some good ass food up in that thing. Yeah. It was definitely busting. And then I had asked uh Earlier, I was like, what should I eat? It was like, it's Taco Tuesday. I was like, it's tacos. So I sent her mine, and she was like, I think I'm going to do the same. <laughs> I ain't even get no tacos today at work. That's crazy. Taco Tuesday. It was actually slow today. Like, we had, they had too many servers on the floor. That's why you got to leave early? Yeah. Like, <clears throat> I had, um, I had taken a few tables. I had been there for like three hours. They're just like, so do you want to go home or do you want to stay? And I was like, <laughs> let me get the fuck out of here. I was like, I wouldn't mind staying. I just don't want to be here till 10 o'clock, though. Like, I don't right. want to be here all fucking night. Like, I got here at 12. Can can we guarantee that I get off at like 6.30, 7 o'clock? And they're just like, mm. And I was like, yeah, send me home. <laughs> um. So, yeah, it was one of those. It was a weird-ass day. I don't know why we were slow on a Taco Tuesday. That has not happened yet. And the weather was literally... It was perfect. So, not like, it was breezy. It wasn't even unbearable outside. Especially because the last couple days, even at night, it was suffocating. 
Yeah. Now I think tomorrow, I think later in the night it's supposed to get humid. Mm. But yeah, I've been. I guess that storm from yesterday kind of like cooled it down. Yeah. Which I was, oh, I was on the fucking mountain when it stormed, and that shit was scared. Really. <laughs> <laughs> As fuck. I was like, they got weddings on a Monday. That's what I was thinking, but I guess like since everybody's trying to catch back up from the postponed weddings, and then yeah, you know, people chase dates for the numbers. Yeah, for their weddings too. Six twenty one twenty one, like. Yeah, and it was a smaller wedding. It was like a thirty person um, guest, and I'm sure on a Monday it's got to be cheaper. Yeah, for sure. So I respect the couples. Uh, <laughs> that, honestly, that's how I want my wedding to be. Like, I don't, I don't want a big ass. I don't want 150, 200, 300 people wedding. I that just even, sounds stressful. I don't even want like a whole bunch of groomsmen and bridesmaids and shit. Me neither. I it's like yo. It might just be my sister, honestly. <laughs> my sister and my nephew gonna be in my bridal party. That's it. I don't know. I gotta figure out how many people like it's I'ma hurt niggas feelings for real. It might just end up being me and my brother and You'll be there. You'll be there. I mean, I got to be the best man. I keep trying to push that on somebody. (laughs) Um, But yeah, hopefully. Whoever it is, they on the same vibe as me. Just trying to process my emotions without uh, sitting in them too long. Mm. Or sulking in them, I guess. Mm-hmm. Really having time to be like, why am I feeling this way? What can I do to change these situations, and what can I not do mm-hmm. to change my situations? Mm-hmm. And everything that's within my control is the only thing that I can control. Hey, bro, I've been doing the work, as the kids say. That's what's up. I'm proud of you. It's been scary though. Um, <laughs> like, and then also like, just weird shit's been happening. Like, my car radio went out last week, so like, I'm gonna have to get one put in. But of course, you know they're gonna have to. I'm gonna have to drop it off somewhere, and they're gonna have to do that. Yeah, man, I hate the inconvenience of not having your vehicle. Yeah, so I'm gonna probably put down delay for a while. Not because I'm a broke boy, but because I don't have the time to just do that. Yeah. Um, and, you know, so I haven't really even been listening to music, which as a uh, an overthinker <laughs> can be kind of scary. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, like, I've just been riding around um, being emotional. <laughs> mm, just in your own thoughts, right. riding around with your thoughts. Sometimes it's a good thing, though. It ended up working out for the best. Yeah. But... For a couple of days, it was I was definitely riding around in the truck being like. <laughs> That's kind of why I don't mind like. Oh, shit. It's just my phone. That's kind of why I don't mind like whenever I have to travel for a client or a bride or something like that drive time. Yeah. Because typically I, I don't have to do more than like three hours of driving. But if it's one of those like three hour trips like that drive time, I I really just be talking to myself. <laughs> Yeah. Like straight up, like I'll have my music going and I'll jam out or whatever, but I really do just be having conversations with myself. Um, 
Like, so I'm so far behind on um, podcasts, Same. new music, everything. The only podcast I've been listening to is the one that I am producing. <laughs> <laughs> right. And then that is work. That is. That get is, in, get out. Right. Yeah. Because also, you know, you can't sit in your emotions too long. Yeah. But yeah, just working on yourself. It's scary. Like, I was talking to my OG. <laughs> Old lady. <laughs> but I was like, sometimes you have to do the shadow work. You have to push your limits to know, to even yourself out. Mm-hmm. Like, sometimes you have to go into the dark places of your mind to have a breakthrough. So, is it. A breakdown or a breakthrough? <laughs> <laughs> Come on, my brother. You better preach. Oh, bro. I've had time. <laughs> I'm at peace right now. At you know, pe- I'm pe- honestly surprised I haven't had any breakdown moments in all of the craziness that has been going on these last couple weeks. But I have also just been... <laughs> Talking myself through shit too. Yeah. So I've also been doing the same. Like, if my mind starts to wonder, I've also been trying to have positive thoughts about uh, saying positive things about myself. Mm-hmm. Whereas I'll always be like, you're a fucking idiot. Why would you fucking do that? Like, no. Calm down. Yeah. You're okay. Yeah. And that's helping. Yeah. I, um, I adopted J. Cole's monologue at the end of Applying Pressure. Mm. That's a fucking monologue. Like, with every time that song comes on and it gets to the end, I just be like, that shit just hypes me up. Like, niggas try to act like you just not that motherfucking nigga. Like, sometimes you just got to flex in front of niggas. <laughs> Let them know. You just got to do it how you do it so niggas know <laughs> that you be out here doing your shit. It's all facts. <laughs> Sometimes you just got to be that nigga. I listen to that every fucking morning. I'm just like, because when I first heard it, I was just like, damn, this nigga was just ranting. Like, he was just in the studio just talking shit. But then I was like, no, nah, he nah, was talking like, shit. He was talking shit. <laughs> like, he was really like, he was in his Birkin. Like, Sometimes niggas really do act like you don't do it how you do it. But that's why you got to keep on doing it how you do it. Sometimes you just gotta tell a motherfucker, Google me, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta flex sometimes. Yeah. It's like, I'm out here. And that's okay. And that's how that's how I've been feeling. Like, especially this month. I'm just like, man, you know what? I have worked hard. I have put my mind to this moment right here. I'm just finna flex. Like, I'm out here finally doing what I set to do. Yeah. And, you know, more is still coming. This is only the beginning. Right. Like, yeah. Nigga's not going to tell me I'm just not that motherfucking nigga. Right. <laughs> I mean, Kim came back. She was talking her shit. <laughs> Juice came back like a fucking weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, but yeah. And then, like, I've just, I've just, I've been trying to, like, don't take. I, I've been trying not to take shit personal mm-hmm. because I've realized I take shit personal. That's it's not. It's not personal. It's just life is hard for a lot of people. Yeah, 
And it's just, you know. That's why I'm glad that person always be like, just stay out of your head. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay. Okay, I can calm down. Mm-hmm. It's like, wow. Oh. I, I, our first date, like, because she was being, she was, it was funny, but like, she was like mean. But it wasn't like, like abusive mean. It was just like, why is she talking shit like this? Yeah. <laughs> like she was just being like an asshole, like a. And she was like, "You probably think I'm like she." I can't remember what she said. But I was like, "No, nah, I'm just gonna tell my friends I met a pretty girl that was mean to me the entire time." Sar- sarcasm is her love yeah, language. That's what that's what she said too. She was like, "I'm just sarcastic. I don't mean most of the stuff I say." Yeah, I'm the same way sometimes. That should be hard to read sometimes because sometimes I'm like, God damn, what the? <laughs> yeah, no. Then I'd be going back like, damn, maybe I shouldn't have. But it's it's funny when like because I'm an overthinker, mm-hmm. so like like she'll say stuff and it's not being she's not meaning it the way I, she says it, but it's like in my head I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? Because I overanalyze everything, mm-hmm. so that's why sometimes I'm like, just calm down, like it's okay. You know that about me. <laughs> I do very well. I be all over the place, like yo, it's a fucking crisis. <laughs> <laughs> the world is ending. I'll be like, whoa, whoa, whippersnapper. Now the, the shit you do is funny because you'll be like, "How did you arrive here?" <laughs> like, and I'm like, oh, maybe I am tripping. Very Oprah about the situation. Like, what are you feeling? <laughs> <laughs> like god damn Kim just got me in check like okay I guess I am tripping yeah I'm just here to be the Erica Badu of the podcast you know keep it light I don't think people also understand how neurotic I am like, I mean no one would understand that I, I don't think from a podcast that you edit right <laughs> I cut out a lot of crazy shit that yeah, I say no one would really pick that up I don't think but I am a nervous wreck in real life. Mm-hmm. And if anybody meets me, I'm probably going to be weird and be like, what the fuck is wrong with this nigga? <laughs> but it's, I'm being me. Yeah. But I'm just, the next part of my growth, I guess, is just more finding out who I am in mm-hmm. different situations. Because there's certain situations I've never been in that I'm in now, and I'm just working through it. I think the next part of my growth is actually sticking to what I say I'm going to do and be like, cause I say a lot of shit and then just let it fall by the wayside. But I'm really about to, I'm really trying to start holding myself accountable and like not blaming life for my shortcomings all the time and just taking more control of shit. Like, even when it feels like it might not be (laughs) completely right, just sticking to my plan. Because I realized, like, for the longest time, these last couple years, I'm going to say at least the last five or six, I haven't been sticking to my plan. I've been letting other people's plan interfere with a lot of my decision making. And I'm finally ready to just be like, nah. The only way I'm ever going to know if I'm making the right decision for myself is if I stick to what I say I'm going to do 
and see it through. Like, I don't know if you've seen that, that TikTok that's trending now where um, the dude be like, Gots to see it through, my boy. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> like, I got to see my shit through. How'd you get home? <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> Gots to no, see it through. through, my boy. Yeah, I had sex with her. <laughs> <laughs> you did what? Gots to see, see it through, through, my boy. But, um, yeah, man, like, I, I got to... I got to see my shit through like everybody. Everybody always going to have shit to say about what you're doing on the outside because they don't know what you got planned. Right. Like I had I have to keep telling my parents every time they ask me things about the jobs that I take. And I'm just like, listen, I have a plan. Right. If you would just let me. And it's like every time I deviate from that plan and do what they say, it'd be some fuck shit every time. Yeah, and that's hard to explain to them, but like, that—that's literally the truth. <laughs> yeah, like everybody ain't gonna get it, but that's why they ain't you. So, I finally had to tell my mom, like, because every time we have the job conversation, and you know, I take a little restaurant job, and she's always like, "This is what you want to do," and I'm like, "No, ma'am, it's not." <laughs> I promise I don't really want to do none of this shit. <laughs> I just want to make money. But then, you know, she'll always ask me and she'll, she'll just be like, you know, have you talked to God about it? Have you, have you asked God, like, you know, what's going on and, you know, what's blocking you and why you haven't been getting certain jobs and yada, yada, yada. And I said, I have actually. And I finally have clarity on a lot of things. And I had to tell her, I was like, you keep trying to get me at your place of business and I have never been gung ho for that. Never felt like it was what I needed to do. Was I going to try a couple times? Sure. But it obviously just hasn't worked out for a reason these last couple times. And that's because it hasn't been in line with my plan for what I'm trying to do. This shit's about to come together. Like, I know I've been saying this. <laughs> I've been saying this for so many years. I know people who, you know, have listened since the beginning have are probably like, all right, Kim. <laughs> but it's it's about to happen. I see it through, my boy. See it through, man. <laughs> Keep listening. Y'all go see. Y'all go see. It's it's literally happening. I can feel it. So, uh, this past weekend, after years of people uh, advocating for a national recognition of Juneteenth as a holiday, mm. it was passed. Talked about it a little last week with my brother and Angie. But, uh, it's it's been kind of weird. I don't know. I won't say weird. It's just... Um, trying to come to terms with what it means as a federally recognized holiday. Mm. Also, as a history nerd, what does this all mean? Mm-hmm. And I've been seeing people... What's this? Okay. <laughs> Gotta get used to recording again. Um, I've been seeing people talk about, you know, several different things uh, of... You know, they, they give us this this instead of passing uh, the Voting Rights Act. 
They give us this instead of doing police reform. It's all a pacifier. Shut the fuck up. It's always going to be people who just want to be angry. Right. And I'm I'm done with that. I'm done. I used to be one of those people, but I just you can't let people keep you miserable. You got to fight that because people want you to be miserable with them mm-hmm. and resist the devil. <laughs> but I've been seeing people over like. For one, one point of contention I've been seeing is people uh, being upset about some of these companies and them uh, giving clients food uh, mm-hmm. and about some of the food choices they have chosen. You know, like fried chicken, collard greens, <laughs> black eyed peas, macaroni and cheese, you know, nigga shit. There's a certain level of people that are ashamed of our food. I've noticed that. But they eat it. Yeah, I'm saying I'm talking about like black people. There's yeah, a certain level of black people that are ashamed of our ethnic foods. And you don't ever see that in other cultures. I'm saying though, it'd be them same black people that don't eat it though. Yeah. But they it's part of anti blackness. Oh, for sure. That we've ingrained in ourselves. So, you know, uh in uh Atlanta at the IKEA, the faculty decided that they were gonna serve people food, uh and the menu was uh chicken, watermelon. Collard greens, mashed potatoes, and macaroni. And so the staff, who was majority black, because you know it's Atlanta, uh, didn't come to work at a protest. Now, um, the people that were over IKEA said that some of their coworkers had decided that was the best way to handle uh, celebrating Juneteenth, but. The workers there have said that um, none of the people that decided that were black. (laughs) It's the weird thing about this whole thing being a federal holiday. It's going to be missteps. Mm -hmm. I don't know if we can go in gung ho being like, y'all got our shit wrong. Oh, yeah. Part of about this federal holiday is we are going to have to teach people what it means. And that's going to require us actually learning what the fuck it means for the people who haven't celebrated it and letting it go forward. Like, so it's not one of those things to where on Juneteenth, uh, people just drink like some stereotypical shit like 40s and (laughs) just have watermelon races and shit. But even the watermelon in itself, people don't understand that that is actually tied to our blackness in this country. Right. A lot of the slaves, after slavery was over, they made money by selling watermelons. Mm -hmm. And some kind of way, it became some kind of bad stereotype to where niggas is afraid to eat watermelon in front of white people. And I hate that. Like, I I just feel like I see so many black people have visceral reactions to seeing watermelon on a menu at any kind of black event. Or I was one of these people. I did not like to eat fried chicken when I was younger because we were 
I mean, I eat it at home and shit. Mm. But like in front of white people, because we went to school with a bunch of racist ass fucking white people. <laughs> and it uh, in turn made me hate my blackness in weird ways. And mm-hmm. other ways, it didn't affect my blackness. But then when I got older and I realized, oh, I love fried chicken. What's not to love? How do, Who can hate fried chicken? Right. You're, Almost every race yes. fries they chicken up some kind of way. White. Right. And the white man wants you <laughs> to not eat your food. <laughs> so they make you hate uh, yourself. Man, you know who can really fry some chicken though? It's Koreans. Asians. Yes. God damn Koreans it. and, and uh, Chinese people. Hey. Korean wings be lit, crispy as fuck. The last probably five times I've gone to a, a Chinese restaurant, I've gotten the wings. Yeah. W- there's wings and rice. And the wings at Big O's. I don't know if you've been to Big yes, O's. Yes. We perfection. And also, my favorite wings are the ones at New China on the parkway. Mm-hmm. Oh, their wings are so fucking good. And they the big uh, pterodactyl wings. <laughs> so, like, you bring this shit, like, man, these, mm, I love this shit. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, we. It was so good to me. One time I was like, do y'all got ranch? <laughs> like, no. Why would we have <laughs> Like, it was a young dude. Like, he clearly, like, it was his parents owned the, the restaurant. I think I remember him from when he was a. Little kid, which is always weird. Yeah, it is. It's like, oh, that's the baby. Seeing the family grow up. Right. And I was like, do y'all have ranch? He was like, no. Ranch? He looked like he wanted to be like, nigga, what the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) No, they got ranch at Big O's. Yeah, Big O's is fusion, though. Yeah. So they have, they have burgers. Have you had their burgers? Uh -uh. (sighs) Uh-uh. Shit, bust. But, uh, yeah, man. People hating fried chicken or chitlins like this one dude posted on twitter is like on this juneteenth don't just fry uh chicken and eat chitlins and all this other stuff how about you elevate your mind financially and all this other shit like y'all niggas really hate chitlins and uh chicken i want to know when did it get to the point where where we internalized our own culture in the negative it's since we've been here it's i mean is that a part of indoctrination yeah it's i mean as anybody who's listening to this podcast even now in 2021 anybody that's listening to this podcast long as long enough knows we use nigga a lot do it's the same thing really I think it's our, we have the right to say nigga, of course, Hmm. but it's rooted in the same thing. We're reclaiming Mm -hmm. a word, but but if a white person or somebody else calls a nigga, I'm fighting. Yes, it's a cultural thing. But it's still rooted within our own degradation. It's one of the ugliest words in the English language. It's just, we've reclaimed it. Yeah. But it's so much anti-blackness that we are taught. It's just like when uh, people have an adverse reaction to AAVE mm-hmm. or jive, as they used to say, mm-hmm. or ebonics, as they also used to say. Mm-hmm. That's our language. 
I just don't. It's our dialect, it. but we're taught that that's inferior, and it's not. I just, I mean, especially with the food, because it's just like soul food be so good, like, right? How can you, <laughs> how can you reject it? Right. <laughs> like, how can you reject what God created? What cornbread, my nigga? Right? You beefing against cornbread? Some good hot, fresh buttered cornbread <sighs> with some crisp ass collard with some hot sauce. Every time I see and the co- ham hock. Every time I see collard greens, I think about that episode of Office. Like, or we could have some colored greens. And Stanley was like, <laughs> "It's collard greens," and Michael was like, <laughs> "Michael was like, that's ridiculous. We don't call them collard people." <laughs> oh my god! If the Office was alive oh, and shit. they had a Juneteenth episode, that shit would have been the funniest shit. I need to rewatch The Office again. That shit puts me in good spirits. That's in that Diversity Day episode. And that was the one when I watched that when it came on NBC. And I was like, I love this show. Because it was so fucked up, but it was so fucking hilarious. (laughs) The Office is funny. But, uh. Absolutely. But yeah. So on, I was at work on Juneteenth. But I was like, I'm eating a black ass fucking meal. I don't care. Damn, I didn't even get no black ass fucking food on June. T- yes, I did. I had Bojangles for breakfast. Does that count? <laughs> I, had a chicken, I had a chicken biscuit for breakfast. That ought to count for something. Chicken I look and at, biscuit. I look at Bojangles as white people chicken. Yeah, it is. Right. <laughs> You're absolutely right. Gentrified chicken. But the concept. I will give it to you. you the chicken and biscuit concept is unmatched. So it's gonna be blasphemous. It's almost like if you don't have communion with the uh with wine. <laughs> <laughs> but you had the grape juice, but the, the effort is there. Same vibe. Com- oh. Different feel. Oh. Hello. What's up? Yeah, it's crazy. You want to be on the podcast for a second and explain it? (laughs) Please. Ma, hold up one second. Hey, Ma. (laughs) Can you hear us? I can. Okay, you're on the podcast. Why am I on the podcast? Because I'm shocked. You call during podcast hours. Oh, wait. Y'all don't have podcast hours. <laughs> you right. <laughs> you got us. But, okay. We need, be, need to be structured. We can't. We have crazy schedules. Listen, we tr- we are tr- one day. One day. The plight of being young. Keep on being a praying grandma for us. I am. I pray for y'all all the time. <laughs> I believe it. Keep people in your path to direct you back to Northern Compass. This is going to be the blackest <laughs> episode ever. Okay. All right. So, Daddy sent me something. Explain. All right. First, explain what happens in our hometown. In our hometown... Everything 
closes or normally it closes. Now everything doesn't close, but like when we grew up, everything, post office, grocery stores, banks, everything closed at 12 o'clock. Courthouse, uh, just everything 12 o'clock on Thursdays. So no matter what, that was the way it was. And nobody ever explained that. So now we're talking about how many people actually knew the real reason behind the closure. And what was the real reason? They closed so that people could go and buy more slaves. You had to go to the auction block to buy slaves. And that was the day and time that you could go and buy slaves. 12 o'clock during the day? Yeah, on Thursday. 12 noon? Yeah. Noon on Thursdays. So now I'm thinking about the time that Granddaddy said uh, that some of his uh, forefathers were sold in Vicksburg and that can't remember exactly who it was, but um, that um, she was too young to be sold on the auction block. So they sold her behind the scenes. It just makes you think how much how much is it we really don't know. Because the biggest thing you can do to people is to deprive them of knowledge. Mm-hmm. Especially of their own history. Yes. And so you take culture, you take you take their loved ones, you take their support systems, you take their language, you take everything that could be historically kept so that you know who you are. But God. Yo. Because God <laughs> will bring everything back. It's so crazy you called right when we were talking about GT. Like, yeah, I feel like we were just kind of talking about that same thing. So, I mean, so now it's like we really need to understand our history even more and listen to people who can tell us about ourselves because it it is upsetting that it's hard for you to track back and why are we doing things why are we doing things that we don't understand why we're doing it what's the real reason Come through with the word. <laughs> Do you really want the word? No, no, let me cut you off right there. <laughs> I think y'all want the word. Oh my God. <laughs> you finally I'll save the I'll save the word for private times when I talk to both of you together. Thank God. That'll work. And, and we'll do an intervention, but you need to give me a date. And y'all want to do it. <laughs> Intervention? We do, we, intervention? Do we need an intervention? Yes, yes, you do. You just don't know it. <laughs> oh Lord! You do. Every, yes, call every, on him. Oh God! <laughs> He's gonna do it though. He is going to do it. Everybody is now going to understand completely why I am the way I am <laughs> because of you. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Oh, God. Let me, let me stop you right here. Shout, <laughs> shout out to you black moms I, everywhere. I, I, I thank God 
for the three children I had. I don't want nobody else's. I thank him for every struggle. I thank him for every prayer of holding your feet in the middle of the night. I thank him. Oh. Yes, yes. That's all right. God got you. I feel it. No, he does. You you have no clue. Yeah, no clue. Oh but it's okay. Now, do you still want me on your podcast? Mm-hmm. I'm starting to second guess it now. <laughs> yes, we need it. We need the people need this cleansing. You. I love you too. I, I just, I, I just, I love God, and <laughs> that's what's important. Why are you laughing? Because you're like, why are you laughing? You're being full character, you. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, when am I not meeting? I mean, you got a point. That's a good question. Okay. So, my life is real. Man, I almost cursed. (laughs) What? I almost cursed. That's all right. God forgive you. It's all right. One day you won't be cursed. All right. Anything else you want to say before you get off the podcast? What What, what do you want me to say? Whatever you want to say, you got you got 30 seconds. I don't know what to say. Say what's but on I your heart. What's on my heart is that um, I just really pray that people will love the way God loves mm. and be real. I resonate with that. <laughs> I'm done with fake. I'm done with people just saying I love you mm. and then doing something different. Mm. And just like DJ said, I'm real every day. Wake me up at two in the morning, it's still the same thing. Seven days a week, 365, all the time. Sure and so I'm just saying, just be real. If you need God to help you love somebody, ask him to help. Because he will. But for me and my house, mm. <laughs> come on, we're going to serve the Lord. Come on, <laughs> and everything connected to them. Oh. Hello, oh come on, God. use that. <laughs> All right, <laughs> love y'all. Love, love you. you. I'll talk to you later. All right, bye. <laughs> <laughs> was insane (laughs) that was she came in oh my god both of our mamas (laughs) to a t what in the world that lady's just out here crazy (laughs) she meant that when she said the thing about me and herself i was in my head i was thinking real ass bitch give a fuck about a (laughs) nigga I'm over here trying not to cuss. I know. Like, I was like, preach. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. So that's my crazy mom. And that explains everything. Everything you've heard about her. Mm-hmm. She just she just showed y'all why. Mm-hmm. That was, hey, that, maybe 
Maybe we are working on God's time because that was pitch perfect. That was perfect timing. Um, I should have asked her, how do you feel about chicken? No, just <laughs> <laughs> how do you feel about fried chicken and watermelon? You don't like fried chicken, huh? But uh, yeah. So going along with what my mom was talking about, um, it's uh, this weekend I also did like look at a little bit of like family stuff and I have some pictures of people in my family that were enslaved. Oh yeah. I saw that. So yeah, I was just, I I felt a connection with my ancestors this weekend. So going forth, I think it's going to be cool. Um, I also think it is ironic that this is happening when people are trying to get rid of teaching about race and stuff. Mm-hmm. You can't deny facts. And we just got to lean into our culture. Like, I'm leaning in, bro. I'm leaning all the way the fuck in. Like, I feel like, too, when you lean in, you just learn so much more dope shit. Like, yeah, we really are (coughs) those motherfucking niggas. Like, we just really do shit. Like, there is I, I don't care what you say. It ain't no culture like black culture, man. Yeah. I'm have, sorry. It just ain't. Have you seen uh, High on the Hawk? Uh-uh. It's on Netflix. It's a mini series, but it talks about our food mm-hmm. and how it traces from Africa and the stuff that slaves brought here. Our culture is intertwined into American culture, which largely is based on our culture. Mm-hmm. And just down to the foods that we eat. That's why I feel weird where people are just like, yeah, I don't eat that or I don't eat soul food. Not saying you should eat it every day. But when you with your people's, you at your mama's house or your grandmama's house. I, I And honest, I don't know, like maybe it's just me. But every time I eat soul food, like I just literally think about how soul food came about and like how it sustained us. As a people, like we right. literally made gourmet fucking food from scraps. out of scraps, like, and it just be so good, man. Right. It be so fucking good. It's just like when you go in these soul food restaurants, it ain't only black people eating this shit. It's because it's good. Because it's good shit. I ate turnips and cornbread and squash with my hands the other day. Oh, it, <laughs> it just tastes better when you eating it with your hands. Like it's just something about eating cornbread and greens with your fingers. But then I had that squash too, sauteed and seasoned real good. <sighs> like whoever just would have thought, like, let me just take some fucking squash and they were flowing in the word. That's what it was. <laughs> Soul food is amazing. I don't yeah. care what nobody say. I I had G's. Saturday at work. Um, first off, went there. It took forever, but I'm down because it's G's. It's good soul food. I had fried chicken, dark meat. Went with the dark meat this time. Uh, come on, leg and thigh. <laughs> collard greens, colored greens. <laughs> <laughs> um, mac and cheese. Went with the cornbread. I didn't get the Kool-Aid, but I should have got the Kool-Aid. See, I, I was... The Kool-Aid the, don't ever miss. 
it don't. And they were walking around. They had the lemons in the pitcher, and they, the waiter was filling people's cups. I was like, "Oh my god, I love this place!" <laughs> when you put lemons in Kool Aid, <laughs> it's just different, bro. That is an upper echelon experience, right? You have unlocked a different achievement code. You are an elite black. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and they were out there, like just walk around, sir. I was like, "This is some beautiful shit." I went back to the office and I ate that. And I was like, ooh, the ancestors are flowing through me. And then I wanted to take a nap, and I knew that they were really flowing through me. Yeah, bro. You got to watch Hot and the Hog, though. Now, I will say, that first, come on. It's on Netflix. But uh, it's like, I think, five episodes. He literally goes to Africa and explores the food, and then he goes to Charleston. And explores like the Gullah people and some of their mm. traditions. And then he just talks about um the last episode actually talks about Juneteenth. But it's really good. Um that first episode though, like he um he goes to the point of no return and like he has a like a visceral reaction and he like has like a breakdown. Oh no. And I was like, Oh my god. Uh uh-uh, I'm not ready. You got like it. It makes you be like, okay. So they brought stuff with them from the, from there, hoping they would return, and they didn't. And you just gotta. I don't know. We're just different now. We're a different tribe. Going along with that, uh, saw some other types of black people trying to make Juneteenth about them, mm. and. I'm not for the diaspora wars in any kind of way, mm. but I will say mm. it's a black American holiday. I don't care what the fuck <laughs> you think about that. Stay in your lane. That's all. It ain't no disrespect. I ain't saying nothing. It's just like where I see people be like, somebody had a tweet, which, you know, you can't trust Twitter all the time, but they were like, Clubs down south don't even play uh, Afrobeat or uh, uh, Samba and other uh, Caribbean places. And I was like, somebody was like, why would they? Why would you go to a place in the south expecting Caribbean culture and things? Right, right. We're black. We're black Americans. Like, why... When in Rome, it's like, just people just literally deliberately want to be mad. Yes, it, that's all it is, and they just love to shit on things that they can't relate to. And I'm not one of them people. I respect all the people of the diaspora, but I know I'm a Black American, mm-hmm. and there's nothing wrong with that, despite what people will lead you to believe. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, why would there? Why- we cannot help the fact that we are black Americans. Right. We have our own culture. <laughs> the same way you didn't choose to be African. Or Caribbean. Or, or Caribbean anything. or whatever the fuck you are. Or a black Brit or anything. It's like. Nobody can help who they, where they come from. It's like going to Britain and they're playing grime and you're like, I wish they play trap. Right. Like, like nigga. <laughs> this is they shit. Right. This is their cultural <laughs> shit. Like, what the fuck are you mad at? Why are you mad? I do think that there's a certain level of people that think that black American stuff is up for grabs for everybody. Mm-hmm. Just because we let you in the uh, cookout don't mean you can run the cookout. 
And that's why, like, it's real. It's it's very um. What's the word? What's the word? It's very crucial that we gatekeep certain things, like, and and I don't want to say it in a way as to make it seem like we're trying to shut out people from at least like being able to learn about the culture. But it's just certain things that we got to make sure that we hold on to for us. Yeah. I also saw an interesting tweet where somebody was like, um, New Orleans isn't the South. It's Caribbean. And I'm like, what the fuck are you like? What are you talking about? New Orleans is every kind of part of the South. It's black South. It's got a Haitian influence. I'm not going to act like it's not a Caribbean influence in certain things in New Orleans. Uh, It's got a French influence. It's got good old Southern shit. It's got redneck culture. It's got everything. It's a melting pot because that's what the South is. Mm -hmm. Despite what people will let you believe that the South is just one thing. It's millions of stories. Eight million stories. So many things. And to try to just, I took offense to it because, like, I'm not personally from New Orleans, but I have a tie to New Orleans because that's more or less where my slave ancestors had to have come through. Mm -hmm. Most of them, at least, the Mm -hmm. ones from Mississippi. So to try to gatekeep and just, like, I don't want to say whitewash. But to try to just delete black American influence in the South, especially in New Orleans, is so fucking stupid. People just be reaching. Yeah. And I don't know. It's starting to get on my nerves. Because I want everybody to just stop it. Get some help. Get some help. <laughs> Go to therapy. Why you niggas want to be mad so so much? Like I don't understand the desire to be mad. I don't either. That's really th- what it's all rooted in is the literal desire to just be mad. And it's just like, why? Why do y'all want to harbor anger? Just let go of shit. <laughs> y'all want to make shit be bigger than it is for no reason. For what? So you can can get on social media and talk about how shit don't make sense or how shit is wrong or to be validated for what the fuck ever reason for what. And then what? Right. Nothing for nothing to come of that. Like, please. (laughs) And the last thing on this. Why am I drinking this wine by myself? Oh, I'm drinking vodka and cranberry juice. Uh, (laughs) You drinking vodka, my nigga? Yeah, I'm trying to switch it up. Whiskey's been... Get me my feels. <laughs> what kind of vodka you got? It's just a uh, pinnacle. Um, not a vodka girl. I'm not a vodka. I'm not a vodka girl either. <laughs> um, but the last thing I'll say is, I saw a lot of people. I think you also might have posted it. For it's the it's somewhere in Georgia, but there's an underwater. A monument yeah. for those in the sea. Mm-hmm. And it's at, uh, I think it's what's called Ebo Landing mm-hmm. because a group of uh, enslaved people refused to uh, 
they decided to to end their lives instead of be- becoming slaves. And some people were uh some people were mentioning it on Juneteenth and some people were saying, Yeah, this is what we need to talk about. This is what we need to talk about. Do we? Do we? Juneteenth is for this all right. Disclaimer. <laughs> this is it might sound crude, but you gotta understand where I'm coming from. Mm. Okay. So We have to understand the strength it takes to survive slavery. That's what Juneteenth is important about. Mm-hmm. And I get that Juneteenth in 1865, all slaves in America were not free on that day. Mm-hmm. I understand it, but it's a representation of the end of part of our struggle. Mm. We have to respect our ancestors that lived that struggle. Mm-hmm. And we can't just put people on a pedestal that didn't go through that. Right. Now, they went through a different... It's they us, but don't disrespect our ancestors that survived it mm-hmm. by glorifying those... Who endured it. Right. Like, it's just got to be a level of respect for our ancestors that I don't think people do. And I don't think it's done from a malicious point, but you just have to think about it from that standpoint. We're all the, de- we're all the descendants of enslaved people. Mm-hmm. And one thing I was thinking about Saturday was, can you imagine how fucking lit when you found out y'all were free? Man. And then how scary it would be. Oof. The amount of mixed emotions. I was reading this one, like, one of the greatest things that ever happened was during uh, the Great Depression. Uh, The U.S. government hired people to document slave narratives of slaves that were still alive. So, they went around the country and collected stories from slaves. Some have audio recordings. I was reading this one slave narrative <laughs> and he was like, when master uh, gathered us and told us some slaves m- went immediately. And I'm like, I fucks with that shit. Okay. <laughs> They're like, yo, Hey, I'm out. <laughs> hallelujah. Holler back. <laughs> I'm off the clock. Right. right. Don't ask me for shit. My nigga. <laughs> it's the end of my ship. Right. Forever, bitch. <laughs> like, all right, bet. <laughs> Like, you know how, like, through with this shit, Ooh, niggas had to be like, I don't give a fuck what's about to happen next, but it's not going to happen here, my nigga. <laughs> like, people just bounce. Feet to the pavement. And one of my ancestors actually had a uh, a slave narrative. Mm. And it's going to sound fucked up, but it, I get it. Their mom... Just bounced. Left without trying to find them. Yeah. Gather them. I mean, yeah. I get it. And, and at the same time, I would have tried to get my cheer in. But at the, it, I I understand, like, in that moment. you like, I got to get the fuck out of here. Knowing that, like, this is it. It's over. You're free. Like, okay. I, I 
can't. I'm I I'm sure she looked back and like was like you know damn. And uh, some people like. People were trying to reunite their families for years. For years. So they were putting newspaper ads out looking for people mm-hmm. for years. It's just like uh, who my mom was talking about, my my great granddaddy, her granddad. He, uh, I think his like great great granddaddy was a slave and it was, well, it was 18 of them and mm-hmm. they got split up through slavery. Mm-hmm. Some of them never reconnected. That shit is so sad. Like, when I when I think about that and hear stories about that, and even just hearing stories about like, you know, slave um, siblings reconnecting after years, that shit just literally breaks me down because it's just like, I can't imagine. Yeah, like just imagine like knowing that you have sisters and brothers that you were with for so long at a young age and then not seeing them for decades and then finally seeing them because somebody sold them. That's wow. And because somebody initially stole them like stolen, sold crazy. Shit's crazy, man. This is why like, this is why I can't nobody will ever be able to get it, but this is why we go so hard. This is why we take things like Juneteenth so seriously because this shit really runs deep. Like yeah. it, it literally runs so deep. And that's why y'all ain't gonna play in our fucking face about this shit. Nah. Going forward, just know. <laughs> Some people ain't gonna take it serious, and I'm not even gonna knock them if they don't they don't fully connect. I'm a history nerd. I'm used to caring about shit niggas don't give a fuck. But <laughs> just know you ain't gonna play in our face, no matter who the fuck you are. Purred. <laughs> so after this soft opening of Juneteenth one, right? <laughs> <laughs> going for it. No. This is about to be my holiday. Man. <laughs> Listen, we finally here. got a real ass holiday day, no hotel shit. Oh, yeah. June 10th, 2022. Yeah. I will officially be working for myself. It's going to be Claiming. a thing. It's going to be a thing. Oh, yeah. It's going to be a whole thing. Like, I might have a fucking dinner. I might host a damn dinner. I'm going to host a damn dinner next year. Fuck it. <laughs> It's going to be an event, honey. Like, I'm sure Dr. Umar is going to be mad about, <laughs> like, the way I, I'm like, yo, fuck Kwanzaa. Because this is made up shit. Juneteenth is my shit because that's my ancestors. So I'm sure that nigga is going to be like this. Juneteenth is real. Dear Kuhn. On behalf of Dr. Umar Ifatunde Oguntade and the International Movement for the Independence and Protection of African People, you have hereby been excommunicated from the African race and we have rebirthed you into the European power. Jesus Christ. Dear Kuhn. I gotta make this a sound bite. Dear Kuhn. I started, I met this dude at uh, Black and he sells old cars. 
I want to get rolling museums is uh, who he is on IG. Like Carlos Miller be liking his shit because you know Carlos into old shit. Yeah. Look at this motherfucking Oldsmobile. I fucking love this old shit. That's almost the same car Nelly had in uh Yeah. Yeah. Cutlass Supreme. Why is it so clean? Look at it. Man. That red leather interior. I want another old school one day. I just I honestly like my truest bad bitch form is going to have an old school collection. That should be lit. I love car. Nigga be thinking I'll be playing when I be saying that shit. Like I wish we had more car shows and shit here. But I love old schools. That's why I like when it's summer and niggas just be like on Saturdays and Sundays. Riding. Right. After they get their car washed, yeah. wheels gleaming. Oh, me. I like, ugh. I love that shit. I saw a Grand Prix, like the one I had the other like the other day, and they had NASCAR stickers mm-hmm. on it. I was like, oh, I wish I had thought about some shit. I wish I had money when I had an old school. Dennis, this dude I just discovered, um, his name is Chris Acklin. He does, um, I don't know if he does like actual rapping or actual painting. I think he does mostly painting. But when I say that nigga be painting some motherfucking cars. Yeah, sprayed by Chris Acklin. Just look at his page. That custom shit too. Ugh. Like I know, I know, cars depreciate when you custom, but I didn't used to like them like ninety five Priuses, but I love that shit now. It's something about it. I can't explain it. I can't explain it. But he does a lot of the duochrome work. Yeah, that shit works on a lot of that old school type shit. Ooh, things like that really excite me. You should be making me upset. I sold that shit. I know. I know. I'll be seeing cutlasses like, damn. My nigga was out here <laughs> with a real one. I know. Still tipping on four folks. <laughs> um, um, have you been watching any basketball? Um, I watched the, um, Milwaukee game, uh, Saturday night, the end of it. Didn't um, didn't expect, yeah, for I them thought, to take it. But I thought I thought KD was gonna come through. Yeah, I did too. It looked like he just kind of gave up a little bit. I don't know. He was, I think, he was gassed. Yeah, but uh, Devin Booker for the Suns has been pulling up in Everybody, old school cars. Everybody's been talking about him. Like that nigga is balling his ass off. On and off the court because this is how he pulled up to the Lakers game five. Wait up. Okay, here. Okay, murdered out. And a fucking grand national. Murdered out, all black. Okay. I'm like, that's what I'm talking about. Like I knew he was real, but I didn't know he was that. Real. It's something about 
having an old school just different. It's just, you can just cut different. And having he got a fleet of old schools too. But he's also from uh up in Michigan. You know, they car culture is crazy up there because that's where hell they produced everything for years. Like them Detroit cats. They be loving fucking cars. I love cars. I don't I don't I mean it's my dad's fault. He got me into sports cars. When I was little, he had a Camaro. I was in love with it from a very young age. When I say little, I mean like two. I don't know what it is. I think it's just because like him and all his brothers and and my granddad, they all had sports cars. Like they they either had Mustangs or Corvettes or Thunderbirds or just them niggas just always pulled up in some humming ass shit. Like I just I don't know. It just was very yeah like. I was just like, damn, like my daddy's so cool. Like just right. from a young age, like my daddy's so cool. He with all these other men that drive cool cars. Like I love car shows. I just love them. I love cars. I um I love fast cars. I always knew my daddy was a swaggy ass nigga just from the pictures I would see. Like this nigga just in leather ass fucking shit. Yeah. Balling. yeah. And then like in our family album, he always had a picture of his uh, car. I think it was like a 78 Cutlass. Yeah. And then I just always like, man, I want a car like that. And he had a, uh, he had one old school, the last old school car I remember he had. Like this shit was, it was always broken. <laughs> My mom hated it. It was a, was it a Monarch? Hmm. It was big and was blue. And I hmm. loved that car. And then he just got rid of it. So I always like old school cars too. But my dad was always um, in the mix of sports cars and luxury cars. Um, and then eventually. So he, why you bougie? <laughs> right. Then eventually, after my sister was born, pickup trucks just became his thing. But so he had his Camaro when I was younger. And then um, my mom had a Mazda. And then eventually, I think he got into like the more luxury side of things and got my mom a Mercedes. Um, She ended up getting into an accident when she was pregnant with my sister, who was supposed to be a twin. I think I've said that on the show before um, and lost one of the embryos because of that accident. They let go of the Mercedes. And then he got the BMW, which I ended up inheriting. <laughs> um, and then he got me my Maxima for college. And then because of him, <laughs> right, because of him, I wanted my first ownership owned car to be a Mustang. So that's what I have now. But um, I don't know. I've just always been around just a mix of like sports cars and then the C-class, E-class, the whatever class that they call them fucking bad and bougie. Right. <laughs> Elite cars. Elite. Um, my, uh, my first car, my Grand Prix, which I love to this day and I talk about often, um, my uncle actually found that car for me. Mm. My uncle that passed two years ago. He's like, DJ, I found a perfect car for you. It, it almost looks like 
Denzel's car and training day. I was like, yo, bet. <laughs> <laughs> so he took us to it. And when I saw that pretty ass blue car, I was like, yes, I want this. Ah, it's a car show this weekend. <laughs> so I got that car. I kept it till I was out of college. Uh, sold it to this dude who was begging me to, to buy it. And he ended up flipping it. And I was so mad. I was like, shit, nigga, I could have just kept the shit parked. Man, I can't wait till my nephew started driving. My nephew's already got his car, but he ain't started driving yet. It's mm-hmm. my sister's uh, uh, CRV. But uh, after that, I knew my first purchase. I feel like all Southern men in general have to have a truck. I agree. It's like, I can't be a... I can't it's like be a rite of passion. I know. <laughs> I can't be a good Southern man if I ain't got no truck. <laughs> like, like who am I like... I can't take care of no lady if I ain't got no no gun and a truck. That's like facts. Su- that is like basic Southern man shit. Facts. If I'm dating a nigga, he got a truck. I'm like, oh, okay, he could protect me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, okay, this nigga got his. Like, yeah, I got my truck. You know, even though like having a truck sucks because everybody yes. wants to. Like my daddy got to use my truck tomorrow, but that nigga gonna bring. His car to my job, and he gonna take that shit. Mm. But my, but that's my nigga. So I mean, <laughs> it don't matter. What y'all do for Father's Day? Um, we ordered. Well, my mom and sister ordered Urban Cookhouse or whatever. I still haven't been here. Everybody says it's really good. It's good. Um, my daddy was completely ready to cook for his entire family on his uh, grill that he got last Father's Day. Oh, shit. So he felt a little bit robbed. Y'all should have let that nigga cook. Right. And my mom was like, I'll never do that again. I'll just let him cook. He was like, uh, he told my mom's sister when she called him for Father's Day, like, they tried to starve me by eating (laughs) healthy food. (laughs) So this nigga, after we ate, went to Dreamland. Got him some ribs oh, wow. and came back. Oh, wow. And got him some banana pudding and shit. So we were just hanging out there. Um, My brother-in-law came over, my sister and everything. We just sat there. Usually on Sundays, we just all hang out and just talk shit. <laughs> yeah. Um, They went to church because uh, they're going. My mom still hasn't gone back. She's still doing virtual See my mom be going to church, but she still be acting like she worried about COVID. I'm like, bitch, <laughs> you been going to church? What the words say? You can't serve two masters. <laughs> She's to the her her phrase of the fucking years. This thing ain't over yet. It's still out here. Goddamn right it is, girl. But you right here in the mix. Right, that's the one place you don't want to go. Church. It's just like. It's certain things like after COVID, I've just been like, mm-hmm. having a community set of Bibles that people can touch and you know they ain't been sanitized. You know, some things, you know, mm-hmm. passing an offering plate around, you know. It's already iffy about church. Right. Wow. No, it might kill me. <laughs> <laughs> Dear Coop. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, what else did I have? We definitely got my daddy some ribs. Um, 
We went and got some them ribs they be grilling at Kroger when he got back from Montgomery. Them ribs is fucking they be, Were they hot too? They know what the hell they doing with them ribs. Yeah. They were tender. I was like, okay, Kroger's. I said, did they smoke these? My mom was like, no, they just do them right there on the grill. I was like, what? If you get them fresh too? They know what they doing. Them ribs were good as hell. Um, then Monday we took them or I took them to um, Tom Brown's. You know what I'm saying? Got them out the house because my mama ain't been doing nothing. Going nowhere. She was just, she was asking questions about just random things that you could tell that she had not been anywhere. Like I had ordered. So I got there early. We had reservations for seven and I, so I ordered me a drink and I got an appetizer because they were dragging. They didn't get there till after like 730. Reservations were for seven, like I said. So I was like, well, I'm going to give me an appetizer because I'm hungry at this point. So I got me a drink and an appetizer. Then when I got there, you know, she was like, "Well, what you drinking on?" And I was like, "Whiskey, <laughs> whiskey and ginger ale, ma'am." So then uh, the waiter came back around and he asked me if I wanted another one, and I was like, "Yeah." So she was like, "So she's like, so you get free refills on your drink?" And I was like, "You ain't been nowhere <laughs> in so long." I said, "No, sis, <laughs> it's not free." <laughs> Free refills on alcohol. <laughs> but no, my daddy got himself a drink. He'll never get a drink when he out. He got himself a um Kentucky mule. Okay, dad. Right, with the fancy little copper glass, copper cup. Uh my sister got a drink. You know what I'm saying? We got us a couple appetizers. And it was a good time. I think they enjoyed it. Um, my nephew was there, of course. He killed all his food. Tom Brown's really don't miss. That was my second time going, and I was not disappointed. I had the salmon. (sighs) (laughs) That shit was so tender and just like, oh, oh, it was so good. It was perfect. Everything was good. We got desserts. I want to go back, but. (laughs) The way my bank account set up. (laughs) Listen. (laughs) Listen here. When I got that bill, I was like, ooh, wee. So what you up? <laughs> no, I was worth it. I definitely wanted to just like treat my family. My dad kept being like, you sure you got it? I'm like, bro, it's fucking Father's Day. I got it, bro. Is my dad the only one that who be, who be doing that shit? Like, nah, they- trying to contribute on their day. I'm like, sir, like I told you to get whatever you want when you got here. Like, let me be an adult right, right now. Right, this is big for me. It's your day. I have never bought y'all niggas a whole Nothing like this, right. right. I still haven't done that shit, so I was like, that's some baller ass shit. Yeah, it was good. Um, And I mean, I had literally just gotten paid, and I was just like, I know that this money is going to be going to like dinner. Like, that's what I planned. I was like, I'm just going to plan the dinner, and we're just going to go. So, I mean, but yeah, that was, it was good. It was a very good moment. Everybody had a good time. I can't believe my daddy drank in public. He don't never really drink in public. He'll drink like wine and shit at the house, but he'll never really order drinks in public. So you got him a mule. Okay. I was like, <laughs> what you know? What you know about a mule? I'm like, okay. <laughs> It'd be funny if he got some old that shit, but you got an old English. <laughs> then my mama sitting there looking at me. She's like, oh, you got two drinks? Hmm. 
You got some some Eli in your blood. You know, our Eli's, they like to drink. And I'm like, girl, two drinks. Bro, they be reminding you of your ancestors that had had the uh like the little taste. Like you just like my mom, you just like your granddaddy. I'm like, sis. My granddaddy had a good ass fucking time while he was here. Like, she don't like seafood and like, you know. I, I'm I'm down to pull up at Andy's give me about two, three pounds of crawfish. <laughs> Who are you talking? So like one day I was eating at her house. She's like, Daddy tried to get me to eat those all the time and he wouldn't. He he even offered to peel them for me. I was like, yeah. I'm just sitting here with three pounds of crawfish. Like, I mean, I do the same. Okay. <laughs> Come on. Like, Somebody offered to peel your crawfish. You better get I in know. on that. Like, bro, I... I am okay with like I accept the stuff I have gotten from my ancestors, my immediate and um, further distance. Oh yeah, I act just like my daddy. That's fine. I uh, I got a little Literal bit same. I got a little bit of the craziness that y'all heard earlier in me, and I told y'all if she had a podcast. This should be funny as fuck. The, n- <laughs> the neuroticism is definitely your mother. Oh yeah, that's her yeah. all the way. The swag is your dad. Yeah. For sure, like the laid back swag is is my dad. Andre has more of the swag of my dad mm. than me. Andre is like the spitting image of your dad. It's just like Noah. Noah looks just like both them niggas, and he act like them too. Because yeah. Noah's a grumpy ass old man mm-hmm. at twelve years old. Thanks for tuning in. You can find all of our links and merchandise at www.thesuburbanpodcast.com. You can also get your listens in on any of these streaming services, such as Google Play, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. Subscribe. Episodes come out every Friday. Boom, boom, boom.